0: to Just Another Podcast. Hey! I've been around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything, I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, and I've had my arms too. I've seen all there is to see. I've been all there is to be. Hello and I welcome been to episode 16 of on. Just Another Podcast. I'm Matt Lee, joined by my excited, got the chub for chub coming back, Brown superfan, Steve Krivos. Instead of our typical sponsor, I want to take a moment as we just had Veterans Day yesterday to say thank you to our vets and military, to my dad, some of my techs, and all the others out there who helped keep our freedom and many other privileges. Thank you. We've reached double digits in fantasy football, week 10, four to go before the playoffs. Are you the real deal, or do you need the offseason to heal? The cream of the crop, or will you flop? Steve, how's it going? How are you feeling on this eve of a buckeye weekend, sadly?
1: I need the offseason to heal, Matt.
0: That's my uh, Yeah, I'm kind of looking that way, too, unfortunately, for, for both of us at the current moment
1: ah that's okay we'll, we we there's time to improve and doesn't make it any
0: less fun i'm glad we had a season absolutely i've enjoyed every minute of it and uh you know we still have a chance to make the playoffs so luckily in your league eight teams make it we're right on the outside looking in so we got a chance we're gonna make it
1: yep all I'm right sure
0: let's jump in the gbus what's your good for the week steve
1: well, Matt, why don't you go first today? Because I, I, I'm i actually going to – we'll change it up. I'll have you go first with your good.
0: All right, I'll go first. Thanks, Steve. So kind of you. So my good. Halfway through the season, we have 29 double-digit comeback wins in the NFL. That's one shy of the most through nine weeks in NFL history. In 1987, we actually had 30. So the Patriots, Chiefs, and Steelers, blah. But anyways, they all did that this past week. All three were very popular survivor picks too. So a lot of people on their edge, their seats, and you'd love to see it. Especially because it hasn't happened to Cleveland. And you love it or hate it for fantasy with those late, I don't want to call it garbage time, but late rallies to get you some serious fantasy football points. NFL recently decided to have 16 playoff teams as a contingency plan if COVID hits worse. And I'm just hoping football keeps churning out fun, exciting games. You love the parody when the Chiefs and all the other fit. All the other faves are doing well, but it's anyone's race to the Super Bowl.
1: Yep, I agree. And, and so, Matt, with all those comebacks, part of that is just because points and touchdowns, we are on pace, to a record-setting pace here in the NFL this year for points scored. And part of that it has to do with touchdowns as well. So right now this year, we have three quarterbacks on pace for 40-plus touchdowns. That would tie the record set in 2011. Uh so do you have any idea who the three quarterbacks are for this year on pace for 40
0: plus touchdowns? Let's see. Well, I did say uh the over for whatever it was for 30 plus touchdowns at the beginning of the season. So I'm thinking that looks pretty good. I forget how many we had. I think it was 4. But anyways, my guess is going to be um one is going to be Mahomes. Two is going to be uh um Russ and three I want to say Kyler but I feel like he's got a lot of rushing touchdowns too. A lot of passing touchdowns. Uh, I'll just go with Kyler. I can't think of someone else up there.
1: All right, well good. You got two out of 3, but the other one, it's not Kyler, it is Aaron Rodgers. Wow, of course. So they would be they would be the three to do it. Um but uh so In 2011, any idea who the three were in 2011 that did it?
0: 2011. Breeze? Yes, sir. Manning? Nope. Brady?
1: So Brady had 39, so not bad, but... It's one that's on the. It's one that's on the list this year. Aaron Rodgers. So Brees oh, wow. had forty six. Aaron Rodgers had forty five. So pretty impressive that he did it in two thousand eleven, and here he is twenty twenty on pace to do it again. Crazy. That's pretty impressive. The other ones. Uh, so all three of these guys still playing, which it really is pretty impressive. Matt Stafford was the third in twenty eleven.
0: Nice. Fun fact.
1: Yeah. So lots of points are good. All good for fantasy all around.
0: Definitely, I love it. So let's jump over to the bad, and as we just alluded to, the bad for me is my fantasy team. I've lost three straight in our league while having the fifth highest points, but the most points against me has landed me in 10th place, and to top it off, I'm in 10th place in my league too at three and six while having only 10 less points than the first place team at seven and two. Luckily for me, I am doing well. I'm in uh, playoff position for three of my six other leagues, but it's rough when your teams are struggling, and hey... At least the Brownies are doing well. Never thought I'd say I'm looking forward to the Brownies over half of my fantasy teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) that. Who would have thought that, but Hey, you know what, Matt, I will take that. So sorry.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's all right. I love it. Browns have a great schedule down the stretch too. So it's very exciting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep. So my bad for this week is going to be wide receiver inconsistency. You know, we, we've been having lots of conversations this year about who to start. And there are a, a lot of, um, you, you know, it' tough. Tough calls week to week. You you really got to look at the matchup. I know we had talked just this evening. Said don't overthink it, but sometimes it's difficult when you have a clump of guys that's very close together. And the wide receiver inconsistency is is really interesting this year. So certainly, wide receiver, uh, you kind of view it as the more consistent position than running back. But here's an interesting stat for you: only three players have active streaks of five or more games with 50 or more receiving guys. And one of those guys was not even on the radar at the beginning of this year, Travis Fulgham. He's had a great year, 29 catches, four hundred thirty-four, 435 yards, and four touchdowns over just his first five NFL games. He's one of the only ones to have five 50 plus receiving games in a row. Any idea, any guesses for you on the other two, Matt? that have had five in a row uh,
0: five in a row i know will fuller's been doing well for me i know aj brown's been doing well for me some of my leagues um so i'll guess both of them
1: so neither one so it's Allen robinson and this one came will come as a surprise to you i think t
0: higgins wow i just traded you Allen robinson in my league we had a nice trade over there
1: yep Yep. It was g- good. So yeah, it's, but it's, it, that just does show you, I mean, it's, we're not seeing the same kind of consistency. I mean, that's including players that have even gone off like Devonte Adams. Obviously we've had some injuries, you know, being the cause of some oh, of that sure, but yeah. wide receiver inconsistency, 50 yards is not a whole lot. So the fact that we only have three players, that was surprising to me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, a lot of guys are up and down this year, so that does make sense, but it's still pretty surprising. So we've come to the ugly. So uh, my ugly has got to be my boy, Danny Dimes. Look, I was hoping for him to pick it up this year, and obviously he lost Saquon early, but he's been extremely ugly. Sunday was his 22nd game played. It was only his second game without a turnover. He has 36 so far in his career. Ouch. And both games that he didn't have a turnover were at Washington. He's now 4-0 versus your Washington football team and 1-16 versus everyone else, including losing 16 straight against all others. With Rodgers crushing it and Daniel Jones flopping, my QB predictions are pretty ugly this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one one does surprise me as well. I would have thought more from the ground, but hey, losing Saquon Barkley on that team does not help.
0: Yeah, I'll give him credit there, but he's got to learn how to control the ball, or else he's not going to last very long in this league. You alluded to that at the beginning of the year when I picked him.
1: Yep. So my ugly is going to be another Jets. It seems the Jets have seemed to fill some uglies this year. That's for yeah. sure. But a specific Jet, Frank Gore. So Frank Gore has 116 touches with just 51.6. PPR fantasy points this year. That's the fewest of any player with a hundred or more touches this year. AP and Joshua Kelly are the only other two guys. They have 63 and 64 points with over a hundred touches. Nobody else is within 30 points of that with over a hundred touches. So it's just showing you what a bad year Gore has had. But also, Gore has racked up the most rushing yards without a score, without a touchdown this year. He's had 386 yards, no touchdown. No other running back is within 200 yards of that without a score, Matt. So, this isn't new to Gore, though. In Miami, uh, in 2018, he actually did this. He had 722 rushing yards without a touchdown. So, maybe he could just keep this up throughout the year. But... If you look over on the wide receiver side of things, any idea who the the wide receiver equivalent is of that? So who has the most yards without a touchdown from a wide receiver standpoint?
0: Any guesses? Are we talking overall touchdowns or receiving touchdowns? Receiving. Jarvis Landry. Yep. Bingo. Boom! Good, good,
1: good guess. Jarvis Landry has 419 yards without a touchdown, but... We'll talk about it a little bit later, but my prediction is that changed this is weekend.
0: I sure hope so, because that's an ugly statistic when he continues to only have one touchdown and it was throwing the ball. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, let's just jump over these predictions, Steve, from last week. We don't need to review them, right?
1: Hey, no problem. No problem. I will take my two-game lead and move right on.
0: Ah, fine. Let's look at it. Steve, congrats again. Four and two. I was pretty terrible with the two and four. Uh, you've taken, I think this is the first lead of the season, or at least since very early in the season that you've uh, I think so. taken a lead. So congratulations. You moved up to 30 and 24. It seemed like just yesterday you were sub 500, and here you are six games over 500. So a great two-week stretch for you to take a lead. So I will uh, have to step up my game this week and try to match you uh, on this upcoming slate. Yep, still anybody's game, so we'll see. Yep. So, uh, how did uh, I was a winner last week with stats with Matt? Do we have a winner?
1: Yes, we did have a winner. So, thanks for everybody that entered. Of all the people that entered, we we picked a w- winner at random using random.org, our one of our favorite sites on this podcast. They should be really be a sponsor, Matt. We should but call them. up. The winner this week is Rose. Hey. So we, We have a very, very exciting prize for you this week, Rose. So congratulations on your big win. Congratul you know, you you have a very smart boyfriend who's very good with stats and trivia. So congratulations because you win this week. And you know, we're a very thoughtful podcast, Matt. I,
0: I, I mean, wouldn't you say so? Definitely.
1: And so your prize for this week, Rose, we're, we're thinking about you here as, as we look around the country, you know, with COVID starting to get worse again, especially as we come into winter, you know, things are going to get tough. People are going to get, get out the stores while it's still warm and begin their hoarding process again. So this week, your prize, you win toilet paper.
0: Congratulations. Coming to your house soon.
1: Just another roll of toilet paper. Congratulations, Rose.
0: Hey, we're going to get her a 12 pack, not just one. All right, we're getting her a nice gift here.
1: Yep. It's the mega right. rolls, too. Nothing but the best from this podcast.
0: Oh, definitely. So, uh, this week with Stats with Matt, though, I thought we could flip it around. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I'm up for it. All right, it's my turn to ask the questions this week. Are you ready for it?
1: Yep, I think so.
0: Let's do the same setup. You need to get three of six questions right, but this week I'm going to help you out a little. You left me a little ha- uh, hanging last week with some uh, tough questions with uh, any number of choices in the world to pick from, so I'm going to give you multiple choices this week. How's that sound?
1: Sounds good to me. I, you're smarter than I am, so hey,
0: you, you have you, know,
1: you have a, an extra degree.
0: So That's true, an extra piece of paper, but it is that piece of paper's fault where the Buckeyes aren't playing this week, so I'm not as proud uh, of it at the current moment. True. All right, let's jump into it. Question number one. We've spoken about Cam Newton. Out of his last 11 games dating back to 2018, how many games has he thrown zero touchdown passes? A, 7, B, 8, C, 9, or D, 10? 7, 8. So, okay, out
1: of the past 11 games? Dating back to 2018, 11 games. And so what were 7, 8? 10 11? No, 16?
0: 7 8 9 or 10. 7 8 9 or 10. He's had some touchdown passes, so I had to get rid of 11. Yeah, sure.
1: Okay. Uh interesting. Obviously, this is probably going to be quite a few I, I as, you know, he usually when he scores big, it's a lot of times rushing touchdowns. Uh okay, I'm going to I'm going to go with I'm going to go with seven eight nine ten right yeah nine nine i'm gonna go with nine
0: you got it Woo! nice work one for one he's had two total touchdowns and 10 interceptions for a bonus point there's been one other touchdown thrown by a patriot wide uh quarterback this year i'm not gonna give you a bonus point for for just for a bonus a free bonus who threw that touchdown pass
1: oh this year yep by a quarterback or
0: quarterback I mean, on the, a, uh, I'll, I'll say it's a quarterback on the Patriots.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, it's, I was going to guess Edelman.
0: Nope. Okay. Then I don't know. Brian Jared Peter. Stidham. Okay. All right. One touchdown pass for us to chiefs. Okay. All right. Number two. Good start so far. Tom Brady just got crushed by the saints. As we saw. on uh sunday night football it's the first time in his career that he's been swept by a regular season division opponent but he did lose twice to a team in the same season and it has happened exactly once what team has he lost to twice in the same season a packers b ravens c dolphins or d jets
1: oh Uh,
0: I'm going to say the Ravens incorrect. Oh, it was actually the Jets in 2010. He lost them in the, once in the regular season and once in the playoffs.
1: Well, that's, then you asked the question wrong because you, their jets would have been in his division.
0: I just said he's lost to a team twice in the same season.
1: You said it's the first time he's lost to a divisional opponent twice in the same year. I'm being lied to. Bullshit.
0: Uh, so, Whoa, Steve, language. Oh, like, kids listen to this. Swept by a regular season division opponent. I'm sorry, Steve. All right. All right, anyways, you got four more and you just need two. So let's keep going here. I'll make sure to be very specific with my question asking. <laughs> I still think that was a fair question. Patrick Mahomes is the second player with at least 775 passing yards, nine passing touchdowns, and zero interceptions in a two-game span. Who was the other to do it? A, Big Ben. B, Drew Brees. C, Tom Brady. Or D, Matt Ryan. Do you need more clarification?
1: Ask that question again one more time.
0: Patrick Mahomes is the second player with at least 775 passing yards and nine touchdown passes, as he has done in the past two games with zero interceptions.
1: Yep, okay.
0: Who was the other person to do it? I'm going to say Matt Ryan. Incorrect. Big Ben in 2014, in two games, he had 862 passing yards and 12 touchdowns. Not good, not good. All right, number four. Dalvin Cook is crushing it. He had at least 200 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns in back-to-back games since who? I'm going to even give you the year with the choices. This person did it in 2012. Your choices are A, Jamal Charles, B, Adrian Peterson, C, Doug Martin, D, Ray Rice, Oh.
1: the oh man it's certain the, the the question certainly makes you want to say adrian peterson but i'm gonna guess it's not him okay so i'm gonna go with oh man the fact that you even have doug martin as a choice makes him very tempting I'm going to go with oh, as much as I want to pick Jamal Charles. I'm going to say Doug Martin. Correct. But, ah, I knew
0: it. He wouldn't have even been on the list. Yep. His rookie season, he had 1,454 yards with 11 touchdowns, 49 receptions, 472 receiving yards, and, and he had a receiving touchdown as well. Nice work, Steve. You got two right so far. You got two more to get one correct. All right. All right, next up number 5. Will Fuller has six straight games with a receiving touchdown. That's the longest streak since who had eight. I'm going to give you some um some yearly winners from the past uh I think this is the past 6 years. It's actually a person who had the most touchdowns in a season, which makes sense if they would have had the longest streak during the season. A. Jordy Nelson. B. Des Bryant. C. DeAndre Hopkins, or D, Antonio Brown?
1: Hmm. I'm going to say, ooh. I'm going to say this was Antonio
0: Brown. Bingo! Nice, nice work. 2018, handed with 15 touchdowns. Steve, you're a big winner, but I still want to ask you number six, because it has to do with the game tonight.
1: All right, let's hear it.
0: Number six, Derrick Henry is playing the Colts as we speak. He's averaging 5.89 yards per rush in his career against him. His second best single opponent. Who is his highest yard per average against? A, Patriots, B, Chiefs, C, Ravens, or D, Seahawks?
1: Is this his career average or in a single game?
0: Career average. Career average. So, say the choices again: Patriots, Chiefs, Ravens, Seahawks. I'll even give you uh, his average yard a, or rush if you want to. I'm
1: gonna say, I'm gonna say the Chiefs. Steve, you got four out of six. Woo! All right, everybody, send in if you want to win. Send us a DM. It's probably easiest if you send me a DM on our Twitter account but you could send us a text too, but we'd prefer a DM on the Twitter account if you'd like to be included for next week's
0: prize. All right. And just as a fun fact on the side here, he averages 7.69 yards per rush against the chiefs. That's insane. Yeah. So pretty impressive for Derrick Henry. All right. Steve's a big winner. Congratulations. We'll be right back with our awards and predictions for this upcoming week. All right, and we're back. Congrats again, Steve. Nice win. Very exciting. Both of us start off with wins for the Stats with Matt segment. Thank you. Yes, sir. Let's get into it. How about we start off with the awards? Let's go to... Sounds good. Bench, please. Bench, please. The winner for Bench, please. And once again, we have a lower average for the week was... John BelinTech 63.98 points. His biggest uh, point total of the week was with Drew Brees, who scored 30.68 points. He actually played car over him and lost by eight and wouldn't give him the win. But he also had Tim Patrick, who we keep telling the start, he won't do it, with 12.9, and Emmanuel Sanders. Drew Brees spread around that ball, and he got
1: 13.8. Yeah, sitting your team name just... Not not a good look, John.
0: Definitely not. Next up.
1: In the end, it doesn't even matter. John Roberts is this week's I guess I what I guess we'll call it a winner. But uh, this week, John Roberts had 127.96 points in a really tough, tough loss against Jen. No fun to see it. He obviously, he had some really good games. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a huge blow up game. Matt Ryan had a nice solid game with 28 points. And really all around his team had a pretty solid effort. Just no other real blow ups. But Jen with Kyler Murray and 43.92 points. A tough loss for John this week.
0: Definitely another victim to Jen's dominance. If you I guess 7-2 now.
1: Yeah, somehow, some way.
0: All right. Johnny football bust of the week. Busted. All right. Johnny football bust of the week. So here I am. I have an issue with uh, running backs. I don't have many running backs right now. My only real running back, Kareem Hunt, on a bye. I need a running back. I had picked up Jamichael Hasty. Looks like a great matchup. Coleman's out. Moster is out. Green Bay gives up the second-most yards. Dalvin Cook just crushed him. Everyone who goes up against him crushes up. Jamichael Hasty gives me Thursday night football, starting the week off strong four rushing attempts, three rushing yards, two catches for 10 yards, and even threw in a whole 21 return yards. So for a total of 4.7 yards, that didn't go so well. And uh, to throw uh, salt on the wound, um, what's it? Jarek McKinnon gets the last second touchdown instead of hasty to really rub it in.
1: Yeah, tough one. Definitely. Oh, well. All right. Next one.
0: Michael Crouchy surprise of the week. Wow.
1: (laughs) All right. This week's surprise of the week. So we've absolutely crushed Wayne on this show for his Keelan Cole pick, but I got to give the guy credit this week. uh, He went with Jacoby Myers. He's seen that he's, he Jacoby Myers has been one of the most targeted players in all of football in the last few weeks. He decided to roll with the hot hand, and especially against the Jets, who we love to rip on on this show as well. Jacoby Myers, 28.9 points. Well done, Wayne.
0: Yeah, that was a nice pickup, really throwing salt in the wound of our matchup this week. He already beat me and just had to throw that on top to really rub it in and uh, kick my butt pretty well. So it was a nice pickup for him. But uh, fun fact for everyone, Wayne, with all his maneuvering, has the most moves made so far this season Steve he has 49 and in second place is you with 30 now I have 19 and if we add that up Wayne has made as many moves as you and I combined Matt that's
1: crazy I feel like my team has been a train wreck so I am no surprise to hear that I've made that many moves but I don't even understand for 49 I mean Matt that's five moves a week what is he doing
0: He is wheeling and dealing, dropping and picking up. This isn't like a one-off either, Steve. He's got 38 moves in my brother's league and 37 moves in my league. So Wayne is dropping and picking. We don't even have kickers to drop and pick up every week. Ah, That's a good point. I don't know. You'd have to go through and see what he's doing. But he uh, snagged a good one there with Myers. Maybe it's time to... uh, Retire Keelan Cole after that 1.7 points last week.
1: Maybe. We said he was up and down. We were wrong. He's just down.
0: Womp, womp. (laughs) All right. A. R. Smith, worst decision. Worst decision of the week has got to go to Brandon. Allie held on by the skin of her teeth for a 126.2 to 125.14 victory over Brandon. Brandon started Stafford, and you will say Minnesota has been pretty rough on defense this year, but he did not play Cam Newton. Cam Newton, while Stafford was off all week with COVID and banged up, didn't get to practice, so it was a good matchup, but Cam was playing the Jets. I mean, come on. The Jets, he had 24.56 points. Would have given Brandon the victory. But unfortunately, he picked the wrong quarterback last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's tough. I know he says he'll always live and die with Stafford, which I can understand it, but the Jets. Come on, Brandon.
0: Yep. Our All favorite right. award next. But not one. least. Congratulations State Upset of the Week. The Upset of the Week
1: kept this person in playoff contention and that would be me
0: nice congrats
1: yeah i took down brandon this week everybody really had a solid week all around for Not me brandon. Was, oh yeah that's right that's right uh J- uh jacob and uh yeah jacob and matt harding that's right yep Good, good, good call there. I I got really nervous in the matchup when Roethlisberger went out and was looking like he may not come back. That made me really nervous, but he came back with a huge week. Terry McLaurin killed it for me. And DJ Chark, he just might be back with uh, Mr. Luton over there.
0: Yeah, they had an amazing play on the uh, first or second play of the game, 70-some yard touchdown. So that really set it up for Shark, and he definitely could be back taking the place of Keelan Cole there. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's jump into it. We actually, Yahoo calls it Rivalry Week. So we got a big week on the slate here. I need to make some moves to come back on you. You are now the leader, Steve, so why don't you get us rolling and give your first prediction of the week for us.
1: And I didn't really realize that it was called Rivalry Week, and just a few short minutes ago, uh our, our friend John told me that he hates me. So that actually makes sense now that he, you know, not, not, I guess I could see it. I, I don't have hatred in my heart like he does. Um, I don't mind the Eames Hines current 21.6 points. He seems to be very offended by it.
0: So yeah, I guess that's what happens when you drop the player that your opponent picks up and scores twenty <laughs> points in the first half.
1: But. So I'm loving it for me. Not loving it for my pregame pick of John, but it's you know pretty par for the course. I don't pick myself, so I'm going with John in this week's matchup. You know, he's got Travis Kelsey who's out. An interesting stat about Travis Kelsey he's averaging 85.4 yards per game, and he could be the first tight end to have 80 plus in two seasons. No tight end has ever done that in two seasons this year or, or ever, so that's good. But as I look at John's team here, he's got Jarvis Landry without OBJ. We certainly know that's, that's a target favorite of Baker. He was targeted 11 times last year it's looking like another windy day, but not, not nearly as bad as the weather we had in Cleveland last week. So, and, and against the poorest defense in Houston, I, I see a big day from Jarvis last year. And I called it earlier in the show Jarvis's first touchdown. So, I'm gonna say that's that's a big for John this week.
0: All right. I do like some of the players you have this week, Steve. I think Carson Wentz is one of the best QB plays on the slate. He's got a great matchup against the Giants. Justin Jefferson has a ton of upside, so does McLaurin. But I just really like uh some players that John has. Lockett is ready to go. He's had a couple down weeks, but you know he can explode. At any moment, I see him having a big week. You love Jarvis. And then his duo of Kamara and Jacobs is just one of the best duos in uh, in the fantasy league right now. So he doesn't have uh, Kelsey this week, but he's got Gasecki and, and um, Gibson looks like he's going to end up playing for Washington. So I'm going to pick John as well.
1: Yep, yep. All right. All right. Next matchup. We have Brandon versus Wayne. So, um, obviously you know, both of these guys coming off wins from last week. So I don't know. What do you think this week, Matt?
0: It's a tough matchup for the, for both of them. Definitely a tough matchup. Brandon is kind of wavering. He's still up at the top though. Um, he's got a great QB play. Uh, Jared Goff goes against Seattle and I, if you want your quarterback to be set up for a good QB play the, for the week, it's got to be uh, against Seattle. They're set up to be giving up, I believe it's a 1,000 more yards than any team has ever given up in the NFL in a season. So their secondary is just putrid. So great start there. Juju Smith-Schuster seems to be just hanging around for the Steelers. Everyone thought he wasn't going to be doing much. He's had 17, 13, and 21 points in the past three weeks. So he's been steady. And he's got DeAndre Hopkins, who's had a couple bad weeks and a tough matchup versus Buffalo this week. But I can see a nice rebound for him. Kirk's been getting a lot of the attention down there. Uh, he's got Dalvin Cook on Monday night along with uh, Dar- Darnell Mooney. So he's got two players on Monday night. And I think if it's close going into Monday night, or, or even uh, with an earshot, I think, Brandon can take it down and beat Wayne this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. His his wide receivers are absolutely excellent. Um and I'll I'll point out Diggs. Diggs has had he's averaging 10.1 targets per game. He's on pace to become only the second Buffalo Bills player to do so. Um and I I just think that game's going to be it's the highest over under of the week. Buffalo versus Arizona. I think that's going to be a big game, and I think Diggs is going to have a real breakout
0: week. Definitely, and it looks like Carson for Wayne is not going to play again this week, so that would be a, a big blow. Where his next running back would probably have to be Travis Homer or or Wayne Goleman. So it, it's, it would be a big drop for him there too. Yep.
1: All right, the next matchup we have Allie versus Matt Harding and Jacob. Uh, this is this is an interesting one. Allie's been absolutely on fire, so it's 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 hard for me to pick against her. Um, but I'm going to this week. Okay, I'm going to. Uh, I, you know, as, as I look at this matchup, um, th- they're. The, the the quarterbacks are going to both be huge this week i see some i see this to be a pretty high scoring game but jacob and matt or jacob and uh matt do have miles sanders coming back and he's playing the giants that's a huge game waller uh against denver is in a really good spot as well um and then I look at a guy like Robert Woods against Seattle. It's I, it's one of those days where you could just see a huge PPR game out of Robert Woods and Rogers against Jacksonville. All those reasons, I'm going to say Jacob and Matt get the win.
0: Okay, and Allie does have Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, and Todd Gurley out this week. So she's got buys that are hurting her a lot. But uh, Jacob and Matt have David Johnson – who's not playing this week. Uh, Miles Sanders is back, but we'll see if he's 100% over there in Philly. And Allie's got a couple questionable plays in Beasley. I don't know if he's going to do as well with John Brown back, Slayton with Sterling Shepard, and he's not doing as well. She's starting Josh Reynolds with the Rams, but as you said, uh, it seems like there's a potential for everyone to have a big game over there uh, with the Rams against Seattle. But I just love her top players with Josh Allen, I think he could have a big week against Arizona. Fulgham is on fire and Aaron Jones. And if Aaron Jones and the Packers crush Jacksonville, she's actually also starting Jamal Williams against a better defense. I probably won't like it, but I could see them crushing it. Aaron Jones being pulled from the game and Jamal Williams actually getting some points for, for that reason. I think Gally wins once again to keep her first place position in the league.
1: Yeah. So Matt, here's a question for you. Josh Reynolds, obviously the matchup against Seattle is really juicy, but is is this a spot where you'd consider starting J.K. Dobbins this week?
0: J.K. Dobbins is playing New England. Um, it's, it's not a bad matchup. I think that would depend on if Mark Ingram's going to play. I know he's been out for a couple of weeks with the ankle injury. If he comes back and it looks like he's going to play, I'd say no, but if he's going to be out, that is definitely something that I consider, and maybe I would put him in just for the upside play.
1: Yeah, I I think I'm looking at that instead of Josh Reynolds. I, Josh Reynolds to me, you know, he's really about the fourth four, fourth option there. So I mean, I know it's a big matchup, but the fourth option versus a, a guy that's going to get, you know, twelve carries, you know, I, I think I'm going going JK.
0: I would even consider Goddard also. Uh, Philly tight end looking like he's going to be a strong play this week against the Giants too. So she's got a couple options to uh, to play there if she decides to not play Reynolds and or Slayton.
1: Yep, yep.
0: We shall see.
1: All right, then next, Matt, you're in kind of a must-win mode here, uh, but Christine's looking pretty solid, pretty strong. So what do you think?
0: All right, so thankfully she's got no Mahomes this week. McCaffrey – unfortunately for him but he's gonna be out once again this week like i said i think that injury lingers i was probably wrong about dalvin cook injury lingering because he's crushed the past two weeks but i could see the cmc thing he went from being day-to-day to to week to week but i and and i need to win this week i still need to pick up a defense but i'm gonna pull a page out of the book of steve because you've been on fire lately picking yourself and actually uh not picking yourself and winning so I'm going to pull a book out of your page and say that Christine's getting a big win this week. And hopefully it brings me luck somehow.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, you know, you have some things I like. I I think I do like Kareem Hunt for you. Uh, Will Fuller V's just been on fire. And Russ could obviously explode at any given time. You know, obviously you talked about Noma Holmes for Christine this week. I like Tua. Tua up against the Chargers. They're averaging the most plays per game and allowing the fastest pace in the league, uh, which I think is good for, you know, and they're allowing fourth most pan- fantasy points to the quarterback position. So I think Tua is a nice fill-in for her uh, with Mahomes out. He He had a really good week last week. Plus, I just see... You know, the the two rookies against each other competing, and I I see that to be a pretty high-scoring game this week in general. So I'm going to go with Christine as well.
0: All right. We'll see how it goes. I'm definitely hoping that Mixon is out this week so I can get the Geo start. I would like that. And then maybe uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore could do some big things for me versus Tom Brady and those Buccaneers. But I think it's going to be a good matchup regardless, hopefully at least.
1: Yep. All right. This last one, we we have Jen, who just somehow keeps on winning versus Roby.
0: Matt, what do you think? Well, this isn't the last one. We have one more for the matchup of the week. But um, Jen and uh, Roby, yeah, he just keep, both these people really just keep winning, uh, Jen especially. And Jen's got that Murray and Kirk special who are just crushing it this year. Derrick Henry, who we know is playing right now. Uh, Zach Moss who's been doing it well and getting more carries over there in Buffalo. And then Marvin Jones with Galladay looking out this week looks pretty nice. Uh, So I'm going to just pull the trigger because Jen keeps finding ways to win. And I'm going to say Jen wins this week again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, you know, pretty easy pick there when she does seem to just always find a way. But I'm going to go with Steven this week. I talked about uh, the rookie quarterbacks and that being a pretty high-scoring game. I like Herbert there. He's thrown multiple touchdowns in five straight games. So really like the Herbert pick. Obviously, Devontae Adams has been absolutely on fire for him. So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of good things going Steven's way. I'm going to go Steven over Jen this
0: week. All right, differing pick there. Hopefully, I'll take the odds with uh, Jen's win percentage to help me pull back a game there, but this should be another good matchup as well. Yep. But not as good as... Matchup of the week. Let's do it. All right, like I said last week, we did the one versus two, and in the upcoming weeks, we're going to need to have some lower teams on teams that have must-win. So we have... Struble versus Valentic, our bottom two teams. So, who do you think is going to stay in playoff contention, Steve?
1: Yeah, and so Struble's three and six, Valentic's two and seven. Valentic especially needs a win. And, and we look at his roster, and it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost crazy because you, you look at his roster, and it just looks like a pretty strong team. Um, he did put Drew Brees back in, so I think that's smart for him. Uh, but I am going to go with, with Struble this week. Um, I think, and one of the reasons, uh, you know, he's, he's got a strong roster, but one of the things that I see is I, I see a Cooper cup blowout game this week. Uh, we talked about the Seattle defense. We talked, they've given up 200 2,200 yards against wide receivers this year. That's more than 200 against the next best team. And Cup is coming off a 20-target game. And, and Cup is usually the touchdown guy there, whereas the target guy is typically Robert Woods. So, and But Cup has only had two touchdowns this year. So I, I see a touchdown or two coming Cup's way this week. They're targeting him far too much against a bad defense. So I'm going to say in a Cup blow-up week, uh, Struble gets the win here.
0: All right, I got to go against you. Got to try to make back my two-game deficit but like, like you just said, Valentech's team looks pretty strong on paper, and he just keeps struggling for some reason. So I think he gets a big win this week. You got Drew Brees, and I know Struble does have Michael Thomas, so hopefully those two will connect a lot. But there's a lot of other receivers who so he spread the ball around to last week, so he could do well otherwise from Michael Thomas. And then I just like his wide receivers. Deontay Johnson could have a blowout game versus the Bengals. Hopefully he's healthy if that happens. Bengals are going to have to respond. Tyler Boyd has been doing really well for Cincy. So I like that. D uh, DK Metcalf has been one of, if not the best wide receiver in football. So he could have another huge game. And it looks like Edmonds is going to carry the load again. I don't think that uh, Drake is 100% healthy. So it seems like he could have another nice game. Buffalo is a tough matchup, but um, you know we'll see what he can do. And then he also has Connor too. So a lot of high potential players. You might want to pick up a tight end, but. I'm going to go with Valentech to keep him from falling out of contention in the league. Yeah,
1: so Matt, what tight end are you picking up? He's He's got to pick one up. So out there, there's Jordan Reed. In the good matchup that the Rams have against Seattle, there's Tyler Higby and Everett. Uh, Or there's Irv Smith, who's who's kind of been hot lately, especially from a touchdown perspective. He had two touchdowns last week. Out of those guys, who are you picking up?
0: I really don't think I'm going to pick up Irv Smith. I mean, he only had uh, two catches total for the game, and those were the two touchdowns. So he's too, way too reliant on the touchdown. Um, the one guy that does intrigue me is uh, Jordan Reed. And while I have Logan Thomas, since I lost Kittle for the season, he's a guy that I was looking at. He just got dropped. He's on waivers. So I might even look to pick him up potentially. But I think he could be a nice pickup this week going against New Orleans, who allows the seventh most uh, receiving yards to tight ends this year
1: yep all right we'll see what he does oh yeah okay well good luck to everybody this week in their rivalry week matchup and uh john just remember i do not hate you
0: <laughs> all love on this podcast
1: <laughs> all right good luck everybody we'll see you soon for DraftKings. kings good luck Okay, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around for our DraftKings segment. So we're going to do this a little bit different today. We're going to kind of talk through our process and a little bit how we built this lineup. So you ready, Matt?
0: Definitely, let's do it.
1: All right, so the first thing that we generally look at as we build a lineup is we, we look to stack. We look to stack, generally speaking, a quarterback with one of their receiving targets. So uh, we kind of considered three this week. Uh, we looked at Herbert and Keenan Allen, Golf and Woods, and Josh Allen and Diggs. So uh, as we kind of looked at it, obviously it's a little different. You can you can afford, you know, some of those are more high price, some a little some a little bit lower price, so you can afford different things in different areas. But uh, those were the three stacks that we considered this week. So
0: Matt, who did we go with? So we decided to go with Josh Allen. And Diggs, we really loved Josh Allen in the past couple weeks, especially last week. He had over 400 yards and three touchdowns, rushed for another touchdown. So he really he had 36 points. It was his best fantasy performance, um, I believe, of the season. So this week he plays the Cardinals. So we could see another potential shootout, and um, if he continues that pace, he's throwing 35 pass attempts a game. He's rushing seven times. So. You could definitely pay dividends on his return for the stack there, and and then he gave a fun stat on Diggs earlier um, in our matchup segment, didn't you, Steve?
1: I did, yeah. Ten, 10 targets a game.
0: So yeah, we like that. It gives us a big chance for a high number of uh, PPR points here for um, Diggs, who's been crushing it lately. He had uh, twelve catches for one hundred eighteen yards last week. So uh, hasn't seen the end zone in, in three weeks, so so maybe he's due, Steve. What do you think?
1: yep yep think he's due so yeah and then so all right it then from there as after we pick our stats and i i love our stack this week so but after we pick our stack we kind of start to look at what where can we save some money especially as we pick the highest price stack out of all of them there we look at where can we look to save some money this week so as we look at this week's lineup, uh, we, we had CMC out kind of unexpectedly. So prices had not adjust. We went with the $4,000 Mike Davis seems like an obvious choice with that price point. Uh, we went with Jalen Rager at 4,200 against the giants like that matchup. And, um, you know, we, we talked about the Rams against Seattle. We talked about that being a big receiving game. So, we went kind of a punt play at tight end, with with just you know hoping the opportunity's good. Uh, but Gerald Everett at thirty one hundred dollars. So those were our money saver plays of this week. Uh, so Matt, why don't you tell us about some of the other values that we considered that that we we didn't play, but maybe are good for other people to consider?
0: All right. So we look at DraftKings Kings for this um, for this lineup, and I know a lot of us play. Fan duel in our competition together, but some of the people you may want to look out for this week are, uh, we got three different running backs here. Um, Two of them are good plays. If their starters are out, David Johnson has been practicing all week with the concussion. So Duke Johnson could be a nice play for $5,000. Geo could be another nice play mixing coming out of the buy. Everyone thought, including Steve, especially thought Mixon would be ready to go this week and that foot injury evidently seems to be lingering, so he could be out again this week. He's priced at 5100 And then we have DeAndre Swift, who's been doing a lot better lately. He pays, plays a tough Washington football team defense, but at 5100 that's a sweet price, and he's still not being adjusted up for getting more action. So that's a third running back we could see there that could be a, a high potential for you this week. And then if we jump over to the um, wide receivers, Uh, Curtis Samuel, our Buckeye Steve, uh, is just not being priced up, and he's had double digits, uh, even 20-plus PPR games the past two weeks. Um, I know we only get half point in this league as opposed to – or no, it is full point, right, Steve?
1: Yeah, full point in DraftKings.
0: So 21 and 26 the past two weeks for Curtis Samuel, still only 4,900. We also have K.J. Hamler, who's another nice play for only 38 hundred dollars there for Denver he's had a couple nice games too 17 points last week for Arizona's got a nice matchup against the Raiders and finally uh we talked about earlier with Allie Josh Reynolds this week Steve still likes her uh play with um J.K. Dobbins there but uh Josh Reynolds could be a great daily play he's gotten 17 targets over the past two weeks and for only $3,500 is a cheap floor play could see a lot of action in that's uh in that game versus Seattle so uh, what do you think, Steve? Some some value plays on the slate this week that we didn't use, too. So how do we look overall?
1: Yeah, some good ones there and, and uh, lots to consider for us. But, you know, I liked what we ended up with, so I'll run through it real quick. At, we mentioned at quarterback Josh Allen uh, against Arizona. Mike Davis and Miles Sanders were our two running backs. Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs and Jalen Rager at wide receiver. Tight end Gerald Everett. Uh, in the flex position, we were because of some of that money we did save, we were able to go up to Aaron Jones. Love that matchup this week. And we finished it off with the
0: Saints DST. So yeah, really like the lineup and pretty excited. Definitely I like it. A lot of high potential there. Hopefully uh we can bust our losing streak here. We've actually lost three in a row. Unfortunately, we kind of skirted over that at the beginning, but we definitely want to get back to our winning ways. So um, we'd like to line up this week on DraftKings. See a lot of potential here, and um, hopefully it'll pay dividends. So thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you have a great weekend, even without Buckeye football, unfortunately. Stupid Maryland. But- Go Browns. Go Browns. Big weekend versus Houston. Home game. We'll see how the winds end up. With, uh should be a little windy, but like you said, Steve, a lot less windy than versus the Raiders last week. So hopefully mm-hmm. – what's that
1: welcome back nick
0: chubb welcome back nick chubb we got our chubb and hunt duo so hopefully they can have big games give baker the chance to throw the ball with the defense playing uh against the run good luck to everyone as these start these uh wins start becoming all that more important as the playoff lingers close by and have a great weekend everyone yep sounds good good luck Like a couple times before I've seen everything I've seen a little more I've done everything Anyone could ever do I've had my share of towns, And I've had my arms too I've seen all the to see I've been all the to be I've lost all sandwood